Hello everyone and welcome back to Let Me Hear You Say It, the Oscar, the BAFTA, and the Grammy winning podcast Self-Interrupted with your stunning, fabulous host, Kit Costello. Welcome back. It's episode 16. Welcome. Episode 16 out of 22. Yeah, famously, last episode I announced, if you didn't catch it, that Self-Interrupted will be ending, well, season one, let's not get crazy, season one of Self-Interrupted will be ending episode 22 on the 7th of June. Exciting stuff, because season two has been picked up. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't tried to record this episode several, several times. However, I wasn't doing the topic that I'm doing today. I was doing different topics. I've recorded this episode three times in a row and I fully have recorded a whole episode, but each time I've just been like, it wasn't it. It didn't feel correct. And I don't want to ever put out something that I don't think is worth putting out just because I want to hit a quota. You know, that's not the vibe. I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? I want to tell some more modeling stories because I feel like I haven't really done that recently. The last time I did like a full episode dedicated to modeling stories was Confessions of a Model, which was I think the second episode of Self Interrupted. No, the first even. Oh my gosh, not 16 episodes in and we haven't even done another modeling episode. That's crazy. Anyway, so I'm here today. I have a massive mug of tea. Here I am. Mmm. Yummy, a nice sweet tea. You know what? Something I can't stand. Blessed be, let's get into it. When people judge the children for having sugar in their beverages. Like, if I'm going to have a sugar in my tea, let me have a sugar in my tea. Like, let's just, let's relax for a hot second. Everyone's like, oh, why are you having a sugar in your tea? That's unhealthy. Um, because it tastes nice. Let's stop acting as if sugar doesn't taste good. Wait. Yeah, let's just be real. Sugar tastes nice. And I'm going to drink my sugary tea. Anyway. I hope you're well today. Like I said, we're going to be talking about modeling stories, which is really exciting because I have these stories that I thought that I had told. You know, last night I was thinking, Christ, I've done two episodes now in a row that I don't want to upload. What the hell do I have to talk about? And then I was like, I do have those modeling stories. But then I was, I convinced myself so fiercely that I'd already said them that I had to go back onto my old episodes. And I realized I actually hadn't. I think I just made like a TikTok about them, maybe. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about my first cover ever, my debut cover. Some may say, and the whole story that went along with that because it was so, you guys, so chaotic. And we're going to also be talking about my experience on the TV show Glow Up, which is also on Netflix. It's a makeup reality TV show. Exciting stuff. I'm very excited to get into these two topics. However, first, like always, I want to catch you guys up on what's been going on in my week. So let's get into that. Let's start today. Today, let's not start today, girl. It's literally, what's the time? It's currently almost 11 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. This episode is going out tomorrow. So I'm recording and editing this episode all in one day. And you may be thinking, Kit, that's very unprofessional. You should be pre-recording these episodes with an abundance of time beforehand. Yeah, I normally do. I record an episode on Sunday and an episode on Monday. And now it's Tuesday and I'm still recording an episode. Oh my gosh, please. But it's fine. I'm excited to get into this one. And yeah, last night I was really in the trenches because I finished recording that episode last night and I was literally like, oh, I have nothing to talk about. Because those two topics, they were like more serious. And I've noticed recently with my podcast, I've done a lot of like inspirational episodes. I did the spring cleaning yourself and then the art of not giving up, which I think is really fun. And I really like doing those. But Diva, let's just call it what it is. It's called a spade a spade. The self-interrupted podcast is all about having fun and having a good light chat and a light conversation here and there. And I just felt like I was starting to go onto this path where it was like inspirational. I was like, bitch, let's just stop before we become a podcast that I don't even recognize, you know? Anyway, but what was happening last week? Last week, I went to London. Oh my gosh. So I went to London because 
I have a wedding coming up. I'm not getting married. I'm not a bride, not just yet, but I am going to a family wedding and I have nothing to wear. Still, to this day, diva, I still have to go back to London this week to try and find something to wear. Oh my gosh, it's so bad for me. Anyway, I went to Reformation, which is kind of like a high-end like store in Covent Garden, London, and it's so expensive. I said to myself, you know what, Kit? If you find something you like, invest in it so that you can wear it to every single wedding. And one thing about me is I'm gonna say, let me invest in something that is just not an investment. Like you're investing in something that's just depleting in value every time you wear it. But hey, listen, I'm just going to convince myself that it's investing so that I feel less bad about the amount of money that I'm spending on a top, which is like £168. Yeah, don't, don't, don't talk about it. Anyway, it's completely worth the money because the way I went into Reformation and it felt like the, the shopping experience. Oh, it was absolutely, it was stunning. No, it really was. Like, let's just call it what it is. I walked in, first of all, the shopping assistant came up to me and was like, hey, miss. And I was like, yeah, woman, slay. And he was like, what do you want to wear? And I was like, well, what what do you have? And we like went through all the racks of clothing. We picked some stuff out. I told him my size and then he bought them into my dressing room. I had a personal dressing room. He like named it Kit. Diva, so slay. And then he was like, by the way, there's like a little iPad on the wall in the dressing room and you can click on any piece of clothing and I'll bring it to you in your size so that you can try it on. And now ultimately I know that they just want me to spend my money, but also like that was just such that's that's the best shopping experience i've ever had i really felt like julia robertson pretty woman no i did i was like oh me walking around reformation acting as if i can actually comfortably afford any of these clothes like i'm I'm fooling the children i'm fooling people anyway i tried on all the clothing and they were just it was so beautiful i mean yeah you can kind of take the piss out of the pricing but my gosh the quality is just so top tier. I mean, you would expect it to be for the price, but it sits so well on my body and it just, they all look so pretty, but I just didn't know what I would pair them with, but I am going to go back to Reformation with like a couple different pairs of trousers and just see what would like fit the different pairs of trousers, you know? Also the same day while I was in London, again, I was looking for different things in like vintage shops and stuff. And while I was, you know, a bit tired, I was like, let me go to Costa, get myself a little mango and passion fruit cooler because that's my favorite thing. It's just a slushy for adults. It really is. Like, let's just call it what it is. So I go in, I get my little fruit cooler and I go and sit around the like the bar where the the baristas can't see me right but i'm like right next to the bar but it's covered up by the coffee machines. Anyway, so I'm sitting down and they start bitching about me. Oh oh I was like what what's going on so i was wearing like my famous kit costello outfit the dripping in denim diva look it's the denim vest with my jeans like nothing crazy so i walk away i sit by the bar i'm drinking my little smoothie of course i am i'm doing what kit costello does then i hear like a did you see what she was wearing and then these two baristas are just absolutely bitching about me what like four times my age, these grown adults, British people see like one bit of sunshine and then they're completely topless. I was like, oh my gosh. And you know what I fiercely did? I gave them my empty cup when I was done and I said, thank you so much. Nice weather, isn't it? And I left that Costa feeling like the only one. I did. And I did. And I do it again happily. So listen, if you're working at the Covent Garden Costa, let your colleagues know that they are very rude. Anyway, 
After that, I came home. And to be honest, I did feel a bit depleted once I came back home because like I said, I was shopping for this wedding and it's a family wedding. And I feel like there's a lot of expectations for what I should be wearing to a wedding. As soon as the idea of a wedding got brought up, people were saying that me and my brothers should be wearing matching suits. And instantly I gagged at the thought of wearing a suit because it just reminded me of being at an all boys Catholic rugby school and wearing a suit every single day. And I feel like there is definitely this expectation and I just got really frustrated and I felt like I was, I kind of felt myself trying to fit into that expectation. Like while I was in Reformation, I was like, okay, what looks more masculine and what won't cause a scene? And then I was on the train home and I was like, diva, wear what you want. Cause I was really beating myself up. Cause I was like, I want to be an inspiration to the non-binary children of the world. But how am I going to do that if I'm not being an inspiration to myself? So I'm really going into the next visit to Reformation with an open mind. I'm not thinking, how am I going to please other people? I'm thinking, how am I going to please my damn self? Cause I don't want to look back in the future and be like, oh damn, I could have worn that, but I didn't cause I didn't have enough confidence because of a few people in my extended family that I'm afraid of offending. Girl, absolutely. I don't know you exist, please. And most likely they don't actually care that much at all. That's something I found in my life that a lot of the things that I've been worried about doing. For example, this very, very small example is at my old sixth form. So this is like my mixed non-religious sixth form that I ended up going to. I wanted to wear this bag and I had designed this bag with like tons of stick-on patches and it really like embodied me as a person because they were all like unique patches that I had stuck on. But I was so embarrassed of wearing it because I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like I'm trying too hard. People are going to make fun out of me. No one gave a flying fuck. No one even turned their heads. No one even complimented my bag. And it's just a bit of like your ego talking, when you realize that actually no one cares that much. It's a little bit ego crushing, but it also is like a reminder that it's really just your ego that's saying, oh, everyone's looking at you. Everyone cares what you look like. When in reality, they actually don't that much, to be honest. So that's a slight lesson for me to learn for the next time I go shopping for a family wedding. What else happened last week? I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. I ran a 5K. Now, did I mention this last episode? No, I didn't. Because I've recorded so many episodes this week. I just, I'm like absolutely hallucinating thinking that I've said the same thing over and over and over again. I ran a 5K last week, last Tuesday, I think. And girl, it wore me out. I didn't go to the gym for the rest of the week. I was like, absolutely, you think I'm going to go to the gym after running a 5k? But honey, that was the best 5k I've run in a while. I was listening to a bit of Scissor, a little bit of Ray, some Flow. Oh yeah, the girls were girling in my headphones and I was running on beat. I was doing my little dance on the treadmill like I always do. It was a good time. But I think I've realized that with running, this is so boring. Not me talking about running, please. But I've realized that with running, I can only do it like once a week. Otherwise my foot gets fucked up because famously Kate Costello had a foot injury that she only just really recovered from. Okay. So um, yeah, I have to be gentle with my poor little feet. But yeah, my poor little feet, please. Um, What else? Oh, I had a really good salad last week. Can you tell that I've been up to absolutely fuck all? I'm like, yeah, I had a really good salad last week. I went on a run. Um, But yeah, I had a really good salad. I had like roasted veg in my salad. Oh, it was kind of superior. Like, let me be real. I just roasted tons of carrots, which by the way, roasted veg just doesn't get the airtime that it needs to get. Roasted veg is so beautiful, especially like, listen to me, roasted carrots and roasted parsnips. That shit is so nice. It's so like hearty and yummy and having that, letting it cool down and then having it with like hummus, a salad, maybe some couscous, maybe some quinoa. Yum. But anyway, here I am drinking my tea. I've updated you my week. I suppose we should get into the stories, the modeling stories, because they are really chaotic, okay? Let's get into the story of when I shot my debut magazine cover. 
Okay, so I shot this cover, I think it was 2021, I want to say, like October 2021. It was a while ago. And I remember I got the casting through and they were like, wedding magazine. That was all it said. It didn't say that I was going to be on the cover. I thought that I was just going to be dressing as a groom. Imagine, imagine the disappointment. I was like, girl, what? Then I got some updates and I was told that I had to bring high heels. So I saw a glimmer of hope. Anyway, long story short, I got confirmed for this casting and I still didn't really know what it was for. I thought it was just for like a bride magazine. I didn't know what we were really doing, what we were shooting. So I was kind of going into it like completely blind. Like, let me be honest. I still thought that I was a groom just wearing heels. So it was pretty bad for me. Anyway, I want to set the scene for you. So I got the email saying that I was going to be a part of this shoot, maybe in like September. And the actual shoot was in October. The shoot was held in Brighton Studios, which is like, I would say a two hour journey on the train away from me, which is just kind of long. And it's incredibly long when the call time is at 8am in Brighton. And I don't live, I don't live anywhere near Brighton. So I had to get the train at 4, 4am, 4am to go to Brighton. And I know what you're thinking, Kit, why do you have to get the train at 4am? I'm, We know this about Kit Costello. Kit Costello is always going to be famously early. And I just had all these ideas in my mind that the train was going to be late, it was going to be cancelled. And I'd rather get there two hours early than two hours late. Okay, I'm a professional diva and I'm going to turn up somewhere early. Let me take you through the series of events. So I wake up at about 3.30. My lovely mother drops me off at the village station and I get the train at 4am. And while I'm getting on the train, I notice in my jeans that there's a weird stain on them. And it's like a purple colour. And I'm like, that's so annoying. I was like, so frustrated. I was like, why is there a stain on my jeans? I'm going to this, my first magazine cover shoot. I want to look professional, but now I have a stain on my jeans. It's so weird. I don't even know where this has come from. Hmm. I wonder where. Okay. So I'm sitting down on the train, on the train. That's French for train. I'm sitting down and I'm, you know, there for like two hours. Just before I get off the train, as I arrive into Brighton at 6am, I pick up my tote bag. So with me, I had like a little duffel bag and I had a tote bag. I pick up the tote bag. The train seat was just purple. Tons and tons of purple shit. And I was like, what is, what have I put my bag into? And then I was disgusted. I was like, how dare someone leave, leave purple mess on the train seat. Turns out it was my purple shampoo that had exploded. Exploded? on the train seat, in my tote bag, my tote bag full of stuff that by the way, I was staying in Brighton for two days, okay? Just because I wanted to treat myself. It was a really big opportunity. It was like a magazine. I didn't know it was the cover at this time, but it was a magazine and I wanted to make a big deal out of it. So I planned to do the magazine shoot. Then after the magazine shoot, go to the hotel that I was staying at, which was the Grand in Brighton, which is a really fancy hotel, but I wanted to treat myself. It was a big deal to me. And then I was going to stay at the Grand for two nights. Honestly, what a diva, what a slay. I think I spent all of the money that I got paid for the cover magazine on that hotel experience. And like, some may say that was really bad money spending. I would agree with you, but honestly, it was an experience. Anyway, besides the point. So now I've arrived at Brighton Central Station and my tote bag is full of purple shampoo because I was platinum blonde at the time, okay? Reminder. So I get up, I leave this train like a murder scene like I've just killed someone from Sesame Street and I leave it because I'm like what the hell am I supposed to do there's nothing that I can do so now picture this I'm in Brighton station 6 a.m it's so busy because it's 6 a.m it's literally rush hour I'm on a bench threw away my tote bag now all of my belongings are just 
on this bench in the middle of Brighton station. I have six inch platform heels with me that I was told to bring to the shoot. And then this lovely, lovely woman from a cafe brings out a massive roll of blue roll. I'm wiping down the boots. I'm wiping down the clothes that I had. There were clothes. There were everything was in this bag. Ugh, so bad for me. Anyway, I then realized that there's tons and tons of purple stains down my jeans now. And obviously I now put two and two together, the purple stains on my jeans were from the purple shampoo that must have exploded before I even got the train, before I even left my village. Oh my gosh, so bad for me. I had to take a sip of tea because this is too much. Okay, so I've now managed to fit every single thing that I had in my tote bag into my duffel bag. I think I broke the zip. So now everything is just falling out while I'm trying to find this studio in the middle of Brighton at 6 a.m. It's freezing cold. It was just like not the best experience. I then arrive at the studio at Brighton and it's just like the like weirdest vibes from the outside. It's almost dystopian because you have to get into like an elevator and not like any old elevator. It's like a, I don't even know, like one for like lorry cargo, like cargo that's on a lorry. So it's like massive, massive elevators. And it's just like me and a makeup artist assistant in this massive elevator that's made for like cars to go in. So we're just standing there awkwardly. And then one of the people from the team meet us once we get out of the elevator and they're like, oh, by the way, make sure you don't go into this elevator because if you do, you'll get stuck in it. So that was just a bit of added stress for this day. Anyway, I end up getting to the studio. Great time. I met the whole team. And I remember I said to the director of the shoot, I was like, so is this going to be the cover? Because I haven't been told that it's the cover. I haven't been told that it's an editorial. I don't even know what I'm doing here. And she was like, it'll be the cover if it's good enough. And I was like, oh shit. And that just stressed me out because I wanted the cover. Oh, are you kidding? I wanted the cover so bloody bad. That was so Australian of me. I wanted the cover so bloody bad. And I was like, oh, so now there's like this added pressure that if I'm not good enough, this will not be the cover. Screaming. And I remember as I walked in, I saw all of these beautiful garments, these dresses, these couture dresses from these beautiful designers. And there was one specific dress that was made for me, which now looking back, I don't know why I don't have that dress. If it was made for me and my dimensions, hand it over. Like what's going on? Where is that dress now? Is it in archives? Because that could have just been given to me anyway. So I had a makeup artist and a hair stylist. And this was like one of the first times that I felt like a model. I genuinely felt like I was living that Hannah Montana experience because I had just come from my farm and I was now in Brighton, the big smoke, the big city, doing a magazine cover, potentially if it was good enough, according to the director of the shoot, please. And I was getting my hair and makeup done. And it was a really, really fun time. I got into all of my outfits and they were all so fun and slay. I remember there were like a couple that were like so hard to get into because they were so like tailor made for my body that it was like so, it was so intense. You guys, let me be honest. And like each time I got into an outfit, we had to do TikToks. It was too much. I'm not going to lie. Like we were doing TikToks of like random sounds and I'd have to do like a spin. And you know when you're doing a video and you're like, why am I doing this? This is just like not, <laughs> this is not good. I look like a fool. And I really did. And I think we did, I think we did six looks that day and there was barely a break, but I loved it. Like I said, it was from like 8 a.m. And then I think we wrapped at like, I want to say like six. It was like a 10 hour day, which I guess isn't too, too long, but like it was a pretty long day with no breaks and like constant modeling. And for me, modeling is like quite exhausting. I explain it as if you've had a conversation with someone that's really, really boring for six hours because you're just trying to express an emotion through to camera. So you're constantly trying to portray that you're happy, that you're sultry, that you're sexy, that you're cool. And it feels so exhausting once you're done. Now, like I said, it's exhausting. We'd wrapped up the shoot and I had to go straight to 
The Grand. This fancy, fancy, fancy hotel where someone's at the door greeting you in a top hat. It's that kind of fancy, right? And I remember before I left, the makeup artist was like, oh, I'm, we can't take the makeup off because we've packed up all of our stuff. So I had to take the makeup off with water, which by the way, just doesn't work because I don't know, science. I arrived to the Grand in Brighton with smudged makeup and my hair that I had tried to brush out because it had like gel in it, hairspray. I just looked like an absolute tip. I looked like a mess. And I could tell that the children in the Grand in Brighton were like, what is this absolute crazy person doing here? But Diva, I did not care. I turned up to the Grand. I got into my room and it was honestly a euphoric experience. And it was so like, it was so pretty woman. It really was. I really felt like Julia Roberts because it was one of those hotels that just felt so luxurious, incredibly high ceilings, massive, massive bed, beautiful view. Oh my gosh. It was so incredible. So then skipping to December of 2021, the shoot has been done. I've kind of forgotten about it somewhat. And then I get tagged on Instagram by this magazine company, right? And they're like, you guys, you can pick our cover. They're saying this to their audience. And there's like a reel of all these different covers that I am on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've made the cover. Incredible. So great. But there were a couple of covers that people could choose that I hated. Now, the whole idea for this, I think was just to gain momentum for their upcoming cover that was gonna come out in January. And the children in the comments were picking the worst ones. And I was so triggered. I was like, my first cover is not about to be a fucking flop. Absolutely not. And I was literally so mad. I was, I was commenting, I think it was number four that I loved. I was like, pick number four, pick number four. And I was DMing every single person in my contacts. People I haven't even spoken to since primary school. And I was like, can you please comment and pick number four? Because I cannot stand the idea of my first initial cover being something I don't want it to be. And lo and behold, they picked the cover that I wasn't necessarily too keen on, but that one wasn't the worst. And then also when the magazine was released, it was like the most incredible feeling ever because it didn't necessarily feel real to be honest like none of it felt like it was happening but I remember seeing pictures of it in stores and then my friends started to get them and I was just like this is insane this is crazy and yeah long story short well I say long story short after saying the story as long as I possibly could but that was a story of me doing my first ever cover let's move on to my experience of being a model on the tv show glow up So this story kind of spans over, I would say around 24 hours. It's like my 24 hour chaotic period of being a model. And honestly, I look back at it as like one of the defining moments, like getting my debut cover where I thought like, oh yeah, I'm a model now, like this is crazy. So the story starts in Leicester Square on a rooftop cafe with my friend, yeah. Not me living the high life in these stories, going to a rooftop cafe and going to the Grand in Brighton. Like, it's crazy for me at this point. I don't know where I was getting this money from because I just started modeling. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, on this day, like I said, I was with my friend at this cafe. And then later on in the day, my hairstylist and my hair colorist wanted me to model for them. And they were cutting my hair into a mullet and styling it like a mohawk, okay? So it was serious. I had work to do. Now, me and my friend were just sitting down. We were having a little chat, you know, as the girls do. And then I get a text from my manager and he's like, Kit, you've been cast as a model on BBC's Glow Up. This is serious. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Thank you so much. He was like, well, don't get too excited because you need to do a COVID test and a makeup test. And if you pass those, then you can be a model. So I was like, Christ, talk about filling me with false hope. But then I had to tell him, I was like, okay, Diva, I can do it, but I have to do my hair first. I've already, I already have obligations to be doing. I'm a model for my hairstylist and my hair colorist, like I said. And he was like, okay, well, good news for you. The production company is sending out cars to each model to drive them 
to and from the hotel where they're doing the tests. And I was like, oh my gosh, they can pick me up after I get my hair done. And he was like, yes. And we organized the car to pick me up after I get my hair done. So long story short, finished the haircut. I got it cut from platinum blonde longish hair to a mullet that had platinum blonde tips with dark roots. I look back on those pictures and I'm like, who is that girl? Like, what is she up to? What was, where was she going? What's her story? Anyway, the car is waiting for me outside. I got picked up in an Addison Lee. I get in and the man's all nice. He's like, oh my gosh, hi. And he was like, okay, so I'm taking you to the hotel. I pull up to a travel lodge. Yeah, the glamour ended quite abruptly for me, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I turn up to the travel lodge. I go in, I do the tests and the diva passed with flying colors. I passed the COVID test and the makeup test. So I was all set for the next day to be on Glow Up. After I finished my test, I had a car take me all the way home. Now bear in mind, London to the farm, it's a long drive. And that's why I absolutely love being driven. I love it when a production company hires out Addison Lee to pick up models because it's just so stress-free. They arrive at your house, you get in, you do a little one-two step into that car, you sit down and you just relax, okay? It was so good for me. The Addison Lee drops me home. I get home, it's been a long day. I decide I wanna have a salad. This is major context for upcoming story. I'm not just saying that I had a salad. I was basically cutting an avocado and I cut my finger. It was pretty bad for me. There was blood everywhere. It was bad. And it was one of those cuts that just wasn't healing throughout the night. So like if I hit it on something, it would bleed. Okay. Let's just remember that. Don't need to talk about it anymore. Let's just remember it. Okay. For future reference. It's the morning. I thought that my call time for the car was 8am, but 8am was the call time to be on set. So the car turns up an hour earlier than I had expected. But reminder, Kit Costello was always going to be early. So luckily I was somewhat ready, but I was kind of getting ready in the car while making my way to set. I arrive, I sign a couple of NDAs, as you do when you're on TV. You know, it's what you do, it's true. Myself and the other models were brought into somewhat of like the living room set on Glow Up. If you've seen Glow Up, the TV show, there's kind of like a living room set where everyone kind of chills and debriefs about like previous days or what they're gonna do that day. So all of the models were taken there to kind of relax, get to know each other, and also to take the before images that they would use to show the before and afters. Diva, catch up. No, it's true, they do. Now, this is why I said to remember the fact that I made a salad and I cut my finger while cutting the avocado, because I was walking around this living room set and I was like, oh, there's blood on the floor. That's how rogue. So someone, someone was bleeding here. I looked down and my hand is covered in my own blood. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why this happened. I must have knocked it on something while I was making my way to set. And it was on the, it was on the sofas. It was on the tables. Like, bitch, it was full. Of, it had like a trail, trailed, trailed everywhere that I went. It was so bad for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I need a towel. Because I was on a TV set. So they were like making a big deal out of it. They were like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like sitting me down. Like medical people were all around me. And I was like, you guys, it's absolutely fine. Just I'll get a plaster and a tissue and I'll clean it up myself, you know? Crisis averted. I cleaned up the mess. We took our before photos. And then we were ushered into a green room where we were to stay for like five hours, I think. We were there for a long, long time. Because it's a reality TV show, they had to film them walking in for the first time, debriefing what the day is going to be like. The setup of the day for that episode, I suppose. So we were there for a while. And also the makeup artists couldn't see what their models were going to look like. One thing that I loved about this though, was that there was a runner. A runner is someone that like, God bless, they go and get whatever you want, really. And I was just there asking for vegan chocolate and they got it. And they were so nice. She was such a lovely woman. I was like, thank you so much, bestie. They were getting us food from catering. They were getting us drinks from catering. It was a great, great time.
Now about five hours pass and we're called to set. Now this is serious. We've all been given black t-shirts to wear so that, I don't know, we all look like uniform, I suppose. Anyway, the host of the TV show called out for the models. I really was like, oh, I'm in a reality TV show diva. Like it's great for me. We were backstage and I fell down the stairs. Don't even talk to me about it. It was just like so unnecessary of me. I don't know why I did it. Again, medical team were all around me. Kit, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, Bessie, I'm fine. It's all good. And there we were. We walked in and we had to walk directly to our makeup artist. I think we had to do this twice, I guess, just for like different camera angles. So we had to walk in once with a genuine reaction of like meeting our makeup artists. And then we had to walk in again and act as if we had never met them before. Me, I was going for the Oscar. I was going for, it was Oscar. It was, it was award season for me. I was like, oh my, oh my God, I'm, how are you? You look so beautiful. You know, like it was a great time. And my makeup artist was Adam. Now Adam, that's my bestie. He was so funny because you have to think we were there for three and a half hours getting our makeup done. You heard me right. Three and a half hours. The task that the makeup artist had was to do a makeup look that was like mythical, I think. I can't really remember it that much. They also had to paint not only our face, but our neck and our chest. So we had to be topless. So my first interaction with television, I was topless, tits completely out on the BBC. Can you imagine? Like so rogue. Oh my God, crazy. Anyway, so there I am sitting topless in front of this mirror. Adam's doing my makeup and Adam was the funniest person because with reality TV, I didn't even know there are like producers that come up to the talent asking them questions behind the camera but honestly I could tell that they were asking questions that were kind of setting up Adam's story for him to go home because Adam my makeup artist blessed be he actually went home it actually caused uproar on Twitter because his makeup was really really good also going on glow up is so hit and miss that image could follow you forever because it could be the worst makeup ever luckily the makeup that was put on me was good there was a moment where adam was like should we put this wig on and i was like absolutely fucking not because it was a terrible wig and i was like that is not going on my head anyway three and a half hours go by and the makeup is now finished we're offset we've done our after pictures we've done all the b-roll which was so chaotic because adam i think knew that the producers wanted him to go home so he was like kit you need to sell this you need to sell this in the after pictures in the b-roll adam was behind the camera telling me how to pose so that it showed off the makeup properly it was like so he was like my stage mom it was so funny all of the models finished their work and we were now sent back to the green room but no one was there to take off the makeup for us so we were sitting there in prosthetics in oil-based makeup and we didn't know how to get it off we were just sitting in this green room with water and a dream that was it we were there for like two hours trying to get this makeup off. I'm not even kidding. The Addison Lee, I think arrived at around like seven and I didn't leave that studio until about nine. The Addison Lee, bless his heart, was waiting there for two hours. Insane. But like, I wasn't about to go home with elf makeup on. Cause by the way, I was painted up like an elf, like a nymph. It was a crazy experience, but it was a really, really good one. Anyway, I got home and the next day I woke up with allergic reaction all over my face, all over my ears, my chest. Turns out I passed the makeup test, but they only really patch tested me with one certain type of makeup because there was another makeup that literally broke me out. It was so bad for me. That was really my experience on Glow Up. Kind of chaotic, kind of fun. That whole 24 hour period was a great time because I got my hair done. I was driven around. I was on TV. And I also just loved seeing like all the inner workings of a reality TV show, like all of the cameras and all of the runners and everyone that really like takes part in the making of a show. It was so interesting just being there. And it was such a cool experience. If you want to see the episode that I'm in of Glow Up, it's episode two of season four.
I really hope you enjoyed this episode and those modeling stories. Before I go, I do have a recommendation for you. My recommendation is another podcast. I was recently interviewed for the Model Student Podcast hosted by Alexandria Rain, who is a fellow model. Um, and she was so, so sweet. We talked about my career, my origin story, non-binary issues in the modeling industry. And it was just such a beautiful conversation. And I genuinely really recommend that podcast if you are interested in modeling, if you want to become a model. It's just stripped back conversations about modeling and her podcast is so raw so real and so genuine it really feels like you're talking to a friend so i really recommend listening to our episode i think it's called kit costello supermodel or supermodel kit costello which is so sweet what a lovely title thank you so much alexandra for having me on your podcast i really appreciate it i really hope that you've enjoyed this episode of self-interrupted if you have please make sure to rate it on any of the streaming services you are listening to this podcast on you can follow me on social media at kit.costello on instagram and on tiktok you can leave your questions at kitcanbeinteresting.com under the podcast tab and i'll answer them in future episodes but other than that i hope you have an incredible week I'm sending you so much love as always, Kit. <laughs>